What is up, ladies, gays, and maze? Welcome back to another episode of Too Pop to Handle. I hope everybody is having a fabulous week. I know I had, it was it was a fabulous slash eventful week, so I definitely have some, um, some fun tidbits to share from the week. Um, but I hope everybody's having a wonderful week. I hope everybody is dealing with the daylight savings already. I know it's like pitch black by the time we're clocking out of work, so the seasonal depression, you know, it, it might be starting to creep in. And if it is, just remember, you are that bitch. Um, don't let the seasonal oppression take over. It is almost Christmas, the most wonderful time of the year. So let's just keep that positivity train rolling. So like I said, I had an eventful week, both fun and a little chaotic. Um, so I actually went to a taping of the Kelly Clarkson show last week, which was a blast. She was unfortunately sick, so she didn't get to sing. Um, it's actually so fun. I love going to tapings of shows because you really get to see like the smoke and mirrors of it all. So they had a pre-recorded, I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, whatever. They had like a pre-recorded tape of her singing Kelly and we all had to like turn our bodies and pretend they recorded us watching it on a screen. And then they just jump cut to her walking in in the same outfit. It was like the smoke and mirrors of TV, which is like the part of it that I love. I love going to TV tapings and seeing like the behind the scenes and all of the things that they filmed that actually aren't for the episode. And they like piece it together afterwards. I don't know. It's cool to me. Maybe that's like the tech geek editing nerd in me, but it was really cool. Kelly was a blast. The guests that we saw were Taylor Lautner and Taylor Lautner. So the husband and wife, which was fun. Of course, they brought up the most cringy video they could of Taylor Lautner flipping in the movie theater. And to that, I say, it's just like, I've never gotten the ick from him. And it was always like the the ex of Taylor Swift that I was rooting for. And then he had to go do a flip in the middle of a movie theater. And I suddenly was like, nope, Team Edward. Like, I'm over it. I can't do it. It was gross. I just like, I. and then I was thinking when they were playing it again, I was like, imagine just like showing up to your ex's job and start doing backflips. Like, let's really put this into perspective. He showed up to a movie. I believe he bought out the movie theater. So if it was his friend's, regardless, you show up, you rent out a movie theater. It's your ex's movie, who you're cool with. Let's, you know, make sure that we we keep the, the facts apparent. He's cool with Taylor. Obviously, they're all friends. They're all cool, whatever. But like, imagine you showed up at your ex's office and started doing backflips in the hallway. Cool or not, I'm like, what the hell is going on, Jacob? Like, you werewolf. I don't know. But it, they were talking about their podcast and their mental health um, foundation that they're doing. So it was cool to hear them talk about it and kind of see like how they're working together. So that was cool. They had an author on, a magician. So just really fun. If you have the chance to go, I definitely suggest it. The tickets were free from One Iota. Not me giving like a sponsored ad for One Iota right now. And it's definitely not sponsored. But if you're ever in New York and you're looking and you can get tickets, I would definitely recommend it. It was a lot of fun, as anybody would imagine the Kelly Clarkson show would be because she's just America's sweetheart you know she's just fun she's great so so much fun doing that and then that night I got home and I actually recorded episode two from last week so if you I'm talking to you guys as if there's like thousands of listeners but my episode went up a day late last week because I recorded it on Tuesdays I recorded on Tuesdays and I edited it that night to go up Wednesday um I recorded it Tuesday night was editing it stood up to go get a drink dropped my hard drive and lost the whole episode. Love that. The next day, again, I went, I ordered a hard drive at target.com like immediately for pickup the next day. So I could go to Kelly, stop at Target on my way home, come home and re-record the episode again. So I re-record the episode all as well. I sit down, I'm like, all right, let's relax, let's do this. And I start 
editing the episode and I get like halfway through and suddenly my disk storage is full. Now my laptop, I have like a fairly new MacBook Air. I bought it about a year and a half, maybe two years ago now. And I'm not in school. I'm not in college. I have a work computer. Like I don't use it for anything other than like mindlessly scrolling now to film and edit the podcast, but there wasn't much on it. It was quite literally like my resume, my cover letter, some photos, like random downloads, nothing crazy. So I was like, how in the world, how is my storage full? They were just, I knew that there was no way. So I start going through it. I'm looking at it, doing my thing. And my boyfriend notices that the storage is all my documents. So I was like, that's weird because what documents do I have on here? I'm not in college. I'm not writing papers anymore. We're past that. You know, we're adults. We're doing our our adult things now. We're podcasting. I search my documents on my finder to only find out that my desktop folder, so the folder that has like all of my apps, all of my downloads, all of my files, literally everything, even like the pre-installed apps that come on your Mac, all of them were duplicated 55 times on my computer. My sweet, poor little MacBook Air. It is like light as a feather. She's like so thin. She's on Ozempic. And she is holding the weight of all of these duplicate files. I felt terrible. And I had no idea because I use, I don't use it that often. You know, it's for, it's for fun. It's for like buying concert tickets and now editing a podcast. Like I don't, I don't use it enough to where I would have noticed that. So I'm like, great, great, awesome, fan-fucking-tastic. So I edit half the episode, (laughs) extract it, put it on my hard drive, delete it from my computer, upload the second half that I filmed because I had to cut it because just something happened with my phone that when I was recording, whatever, I had put the second part in, edited that, then I had to delete pretty much everything off my computer, put the two pieces together, edit it and then get it up it was just like a whole process so needless to say i ended up taking it to the genius bar which was a whole like hassle to begin with because i was chatting with the genius bar to get an appointment because since it was a storage issue they were trying to get me to just run like these diagnostic checks on my computer it's like i pay for apple care for a reason i want to come in and have a person do this i'm not i'm not touching my computer and deleting everything myself like no, I pay for Apple Care. I'm coming in. So it took me forever to get through to finally make an appointment. I get the appointment, so on and so forth. I go and I literally am like, listen, you can just clear it. Wipe my computer clean. I, there is nothing on here that I need. I brought my hard drive just in case there was anything he found, the guy at the Genius Bar, that he was like, oh, do you need this? And there was like one thing. He was like, do you want this? I was like, you know what? Let me just save it. So he put it on my hard drive, wiped the computer clean, and now I'm coming at you live. Well, not live coming at you recorded on a whole new, well, newly wiped MacBook, which is a sleigh in my book. So all is well. My boyfriend made a very good point. He was like, you know what? Let's have these errors and these mishaps now. So later on, when we know you keep this ball rolling, it doesn't happen again. So now you live and you learn. So if your computer is Mess, you know, full of storage, maybe, maybe search a little bit, maybe see if, you know, your documents are copied 55 times like mine were, or maybe I'm just an idiot. And I don't know, I don't even know how I did it, but I did it. And now we're cleared. And now we're here. So all is well. But um, yeah, so definitely just some, some fun little anecdotes from my week that I wanted to share. Um, I also saw the Eras Tour movie. Finally, I went with my best friend Ashley on Thursday night. And I loved it. It was great. I, I saw the tour twice. So 
I, it wasn't anything new to me. I was very lucky that I got to go two times, but I did sit like way up in the nosebleeds, which I was totally fine with. I didn't care. So seeing it up close, you know, there were details I feel like that you could only really tell if you were in the nosebleeds. I will say Taylor was like very well thought out with how she did the stage design. So that way literally any seat in the house was great. So I definitely appreciated that. But seeing it up close and, you know, seeing I didn't you don't get to like see the dancers expressions. And there were so many just like little things that happened on stage that you wouldn't really notice. Honestly, I don't know if you would notice it sitting front row either because there were just so like little details. I don't know, just like the dancers facial expressions or things like that. So it's cool to see it in a new light. Definitely recommend seeing it if you haven't or when it comes out. I'm assuming it'll come out on streaming. Probably some like massive groundbreaking, world record breaking deal that Taylor Swift gets with whatever streaming company wants it. It was, yeah, I really liked it. I was very pleased with it. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of my wrap of what's going on in the world of Andrew. And I have a, I have a decent amount of things to talk about this week. So I think the best way to go about it is just let's, let's dive in. Selling Sunset season seven. So Selling Sunset premiered season seven on Friday. So November 3rd is now November 7th. And when I'm recording this is going up on the 8th, if you're listening, whatever. Um, I finished the season, me and Thomas, my boyfriend, we binged it. We're actually rewatching it again already because we were like, we went through this way too fast. So yeah, we definitely have a problem. We're addicted, but whatever. So I have lots of notes. So if you haven't This is like your spoiler alert. If you haven't finished the season yet and you want to not have anything spoiled, I would skip ahead a little bit, maybe like 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, check in. There's your spoiler alert. So now nobody can come for me in the comments saying I spoiled the season because you've had plenty of time to click. Don't click out. Now, do not click out because there's more to talk about after this and you don't want to miss it. But click ahead. That's fine. I'm okay with you fast forwarding a little bit, but just don't click out because I'll know. Spotify and Apple Podcasts will tell me, and I'll know. So fast forward, don't click out. That being said, Selling Sunset. I mean, I just recently got into the show not too long ago over the summer. We started binging it. My old roommates, Kyle and Alyssa, I know that Alyssa listens usually, so hello there. Um, They told us to watch it, and we did, and we instantly just fell in love. It is just prime reality TV. If you're not watching it, I definitely recommend jumping on the train. The episodes are quick. They're like 30 minutes each. So you can really fly through it fast, which is why we kind of flew through the season so fast. We didn't even notice we were on the last episode until it just stopped. Um, So definitely sad that we flew through it so fast, but we do still have the reunion next week on the 15th. So that's very exciting. But just some thoughts on the season. So these girls did not hold back from episode one. They were diving in, jumped right into it with Nicole calling Emma a social climber. First and foremost, just for the record, I do not like Nicole. I think that's like a general consensus. Not my cup of tea. I just don't like her. She is mean-spirited. She just, I don't know, something about her. We'll go into it more as we go, but it comes out to Emma from Chelsea that Nicole called her a social climber. Now, Then Emma, because we love Emma in this house, she confronts her like an adult at maybe not like an adult. No, it was pretty mature. She just kind of went up to her and was like, hey, I heard you were talking shit. What's the deal? And Nicole just is instantly like, yeah, I called you a social climber, but it's because your friend Chriselle is da da da. One thing about me is I am going to go to war for Chriselle. She is, she's a mother. She is a queen. She is everything. 
I don't care. She can do no wrong in my eyes. I love her. So for Nicole to just come down Chriselle's neck 17 minutes and 13 seconds into the season, I'm like, here we go. Like, can we, can we drop it? Whatever. But of course we can't drop this at the Oppenheim group. So they get into it. They do their whole thing. Chriselle comes over, Amanda comes over, and really the moral of the story is Chriselle jumping in and throwing in her face as she got her face rearranged, which was the gag of the scene. I was like, oh, not you coming for her for getting work done. I was like, girl, whoa. Um, but I mean, hey, if facts are facts, whatever. Then Nicole continues to go on saying she doesn't want bullshit, but she's the one starting it. Like you're literally obsessed with Chriselle, which like, get in line, so am I, I'm the president of the Chriselle fan club. But she's like, I don't want bullshit. I never want drama. You are the one starting it. So I think it's time to like take the snakes out of the garden. She doesn't need to leave the group. I get it. She's been there forever. But like, let's maybe like not cast her next season or just like, she could have a cameo or two, but like, can she go? Can we get, can we get Heather back? Like, I know she's doing her thing. She's pregnant and I love her. And I love that we got to see her so much. I absolutely love Heather. So Love to see her a bit. Can, can we switch them? Can we get Heather back and take Nicole out of the equation? Because I'm just, I'm over it. Moving on, Nicole and Chriselle just kind of going deeper into it. Chriselle fully apologizes to Nicole for what she said, which, you know, that again, that's mother. She knows when she's wrong and she will admit to it. And she apologizes to Nicole. Mind you, she's apologizing to Nicole in a house that they are now working on together, which if you've watched the previous seasons, the whole reason they have the drama is because apparently Jason put Chriselle on listings with Nicole when she first started. I want to say it was two, maybe three houses. And now all these years later, Nicole gets mad that Chriselle was on them. It's this whole drama. I want to say it was like season five, season six, maybe. They're sitting outside of, I think it was Chelsea's open house. And they're literally just like fighting in the middle of this open house. And she's like, don't call me a bitch. And Chriselle's like, I will call you a bitch because you are a bitch. One of my favorite scenes of the entire show, needless to say. They're fighting, um, Chriselle is apologizing to Nicole in the middle of this this like staging that they're doing because Jason thinks it's a good idea to put them in another house together. In what world does Jason think that this is a good idea? Regardless if he thinks that they're going to make up, they're never going to be friends. Putting them on the house together again, is just, again, he's doing it for the plot. I get it. Like it's reality TV. I try and look at it from both lenses of like enough with like causing the drama, but also like it's their job to, they're, they're reality TV stars, you know, like they're going to cause the drama. So it's just like, shady 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 on jason's part to put them together so that just like once that happened i was like here we go flash forward to cabo so the whole team goes down to cabo to see the oppenheim office that they just opened there they have this dinner and emma (laughs) one thing about emma is she is going to ride or die for chrishell i said i'm the president of the chrishell fan club that's a lie emma is and i'm the vice president emma will do, go to war for Chriselle. And she does. She literally did the whole season. So she mentioned how she appreciates that Chelsea was able to apologize to Brie, which is a whole nother thing I'm not even getting into because just Chelsea was wrong for what she said. I appreciate Brie. I love Brie. Let me just put that out there. I absolutely love Brie. I would say Chriselle, Emma, Brie, and Amanza are probably my four faves. Brie stuck to her word. She said from episode one, Chelsea can apologize. Chelsea can come to me and say she was wrong. I don't know if I'm going to fuck with her anymore. And she doesn't. And she sticks to her word. Maybe she's a bitch. 
Maybe she comes off strong. Maybe she does judge. But like she said in one of the episodes, like that's who she is. Why does she need to change it? Is it the most pleasant approach? No, but she's real. She's upfront about it. And like she stays in her lane. She literally looks, she's the best dressed, best looking in my opinion in the office. She's stunning. And she just like does her thing. Leave her alone. I don't get why Chelsea is still so fixated on this whole thing. But needless to say, Emma mentions how she appreciates that Chelsea apologized to Brie with Nicole sitting across the table. Clearly, it's a dig at Nicole because when Chriselle apologized to Nicole, Nicole didn't apologize back. She just left in front of Jason. So that was a whole thing. Then, just like I said, World War III starts to break out and Chriselle and Nicole are fighting and Nicole finds out that she was uninvited from the private jet that they took to Cabo. And Emma's like, no, you were never invited. Brett steps in and is like, everybody was invited. You guys all sent out the itinerary and Nicole was uninvited. So that I want to know more about, like how I want to know like the text group and like who said what and how, like how did Nicole get uninvited if she had the itinerary? Did they change it on her? Did they tell her not to come? I feel like we were missing a piece there. Regardless, she shouldn't have been on the jet anyway. They aren't friends. So like, why is she going to let Nicole, who's continuously bashing her best friend, Chriselle, on her private jet? Like, I think it was better without her on it. But for her to clearly be just like puss in boots about it the whole time, like get over a girl. You still got the Cabo. You're still in a hundred million dollar house. I want to say it was like, you'll be all right, girl. Like, it's okay. The whole Nicole, Nicole and Chriselle fight, excuse me, is just so insane to me because... No matter what Chriselle does, she can remove herself from a situation. She can apologize. She can even say like, hey, I was wrong, whatever. Nicole's just not going to like her. She literally said like, you're a horrible person to her face in the first episode, maybe second, I don't know, at Chelsea's birthday. So yeah, the first, which just like, maybe, maybe you don't agree with everything Chriselle does, Chriselle says, but to come at her, like to come at her like that, A, at a, a public event, B, in front of your other coworkers and your you're, I guess you're not really friends with Amanda and Emma, but you know, you all work together. I don't know. That was just like so out of left field. Ugh, I just, I don't like her. I can't stand her. She is just, she's a mean girl. She's a bitch. And that to that on Nicole and Chriselle. Now, because again, Team Chriselle forever, what really grinded my gears this season. And if you're new here at the end of every episode, I do yes or mess. So like my yes is what I'm loving for the week. Mess is something I'm not loving for the week. This next person was actually my mess for the week before something else just like pissed me off today, but we'll get to that later. Chriselle versus Mary Lou. Now, literally one of the first scenes we see this season is Jason, Brett, Mary Lou, and Chriselle on a boat in Australia because their trips overlapped. She goes up to Mary Lou and gives her the biggest hug on the boat and says, hi, gorgeous, and literally like hugs her. They do this whole day on the boat. Like they hang out, they have fun. And then the other day, Chriselle even posted a video from that day. She was like, oh, here's a video of me after we filmed that day at lunch. And it's her, G Flip, her partner, um, Mary Lou and Jason out to lunch. And they're all just like, having fun, kikiing, doing their thing. She's like, here's a video from when we filmed one day last season of when I thought we were having a great time because Mary Lou comes out of the woodwork saying that Chriselle is mean to her. She's a mean girl. She doesn't say hello to her unless Jason's there. And it's just quite literally talking out of her ass. I tr- I was watching this and I was like, am I on drugs? I felt like I was like Chriselle at the dinner 
in the last season when they all were out to dinner and she was like, yeah, because you're on drugs, Nicole. I felt like I was on drugs this time because I was like, Mary Lou, why are you just like lying out of your ass? It was truly insane. Now, in not to defend her, but in Mary Lou's defense, if my man was clearly in love with my ex, I would probably be a little bit pressed too. That being said, coming for Chriselle's character and coming for the way that she is approaching her, saying she doesn't say hello to me unless Jason's there. When are you ever with Chriselle without Jason? Chriselle literally said this to you, but quite literally, Mary Lou, when the hell have you two ever been together? Because I feel like it's, it's slim to none. Not only do you have an age difference, you're dating her ex. Chriselle is in a very happy relationship now. Her and G are married at this point, not in this point in the season, but in like current day, they're married. And even by the end of the season, they are married. She's doing her own thing. She's in her lane with her partner, happy as can be. Mind you, I love Chriselle and G Flip. I think the two of them are such a cute couple, obsessed, just literally no notes, love them. That being said, Mary Lou literally was asking for this drama, asking for a storyline. And you know what? Now her and Jason aren't together. So it bit her in the ass. So that's what you get for being mean to Queen B. Chriselle. Sorry. Um, the best part though, the literal best part is when Chriselle's in her confessional and she's like, this is making me want to be mean to her. And you know what? I agree. If you can be so nice to somebody, but if they give you a reason to be mean to them, be mean. I'm sorry. Sometimes, sometimes bullying works and sometimes you have to put your foot down. And if you have to be mean, you have to be mean. I don't know if that's like controversial or if I'm just like taking a negative spin on it. But like if somebody was, if I was being perfectly nice to somebody, let alone my ex's new girlfriend, and then they want to come at my character and say that I was being a bitch and I was being a mean girl and X, Y, Z, this, that, and the third, I'm going to be mean right back because absolutely not. Just like she was genuinely talking out of her ass. And the only thing that I can assume is she was jealous of the way that Jason is with Chriselle because everybody sees it. Jason's in love with Chriselle. No matter how you want to spin it, he is in love with her. He will clearly never be with her again, assuming that her and G are together forever because they're now married. But like they had their, you know, they're good. They're fine. They are, there's no bad blood between the two of them from what we know. But I guess like Mary Lou was jealous or something. I don't know. They broke up, so we don't have to deal with her again. So we made it out of that trench. Thank God, because I just, I can't. I could not deal with it. It was just, it was too much. But this leads me to my next point of, can we imagine? Can we imagine current day Chriselle, so season seven Chriselle and Christine Quinn on the season together? I would pay so much money to watch the two of them fight. If you if you aren't familiar with the show, you don't watch her, I don't know. Um, Christine was another agent on the show and she was like this. She, uh, mind you, I like Christine. I, I, you know, I was, she was mean to Chriselle and she had her thing, but she she was good TV. She cracked me up and she was just like, I, I was obsessed with everything she would wear. Like she was turning looks left and right. Imagine the confidence that Rochelle has today fighting with Christine. Put them in a ring, give them some gloves. I would pay top dollar, top dollar to watch the two of them go at it. And not Rochelle back in the day. It needs to be current day Rochelle because Rochelle definitely had to like gain her confidence and find her, her voice almost. I feel like she came in, she was very sweet. She was nice. She played the nice girl. She did the nice girl thing, tried to be friends with everyone. 
it bit her in the ass because Christine was a bitch to her. And now she has this new confidence. I mean, she's she looked better than ever. She's stunning. She doesn't take a shit from anyone. She stands up for herself and she's smart. She removed herself from the situation when she needs to, which I think when she stayed in a different place in Cabo, I thought that was the smartest move she could make. Was it an upsetting for like Amanza to find out on the plane last minute? Sure. Do I agree with her not going to the dinner? Not 100%, but you know, Chriselle, again, she removed herself from the situation. It's what she felt right doing. So I, I get why she had to do it. But I also see the side of Amanda not necessarily agreeing with her. That being said, put Christine Quinn and Chriselle South in a boxing ring and I will pay whatever amount of money I would pay to watch the two of them. Just go at it because uh, if, if you get it, you get it. Like if you've watched and you know Christine and you know how Chriselle used to be versus how she is now, just picture it. Ugh, ugh, prime television. Moving on. Um, Amanza turning on Chriselle, that I did not see coming. I mean, I saw it coming because it was in the trailer, but I didn't see, like, the fact that, like, Chriselle fired her from G Flip's uh, studio design, crazy. That was nuts. Um, the whole, just like the whole thing, I did not ever see Chriselle and Amanza not being friends. I'm so glad that they made up. I thought they had a really good conversation at the opening of the new office, which, mind you, that office is literally an adult playground like it is insane the amount of money that they poured into an office less i can't i i cannot the little man syndrome that comes pouring out of jason is insane and i feel like that's just like why he had to do it but that being said i was so happy to see that amanda and rochelle made up amanda even posted the the scene of them the scene of all of them singing in the studio originally where they were like is gonna be dope so she posted that and she said she like maybe it didn't take the best turn but this is still one of my favorite scenes from the show which i thought was really sweet so yeah so that's kind of where i'm at as far as like the chriselle of it all moving forward and this is my last topic on selling sunset this cassandra girl mm -mm, i don't like her Mm -mm. maybe she's nice maybe she's sweet i don't know the way that she i agree the way that she approached brie was weird she came on way too strong maybe there's something maybe there's something underlying i don't know i feel like brie's very real though and she would say it something isn't right in the head with that one and i don't know what else to say with it but she was definitely reaching and trying to just like trying to get her in and i'm glad that brie didn't give it to her i i guess chelsea did give her the in at the end of the day but i will say brie stood her ground she never came around to be friends with her and like i said maybe brie is a bitch maybe she's mean but she sticks to her word and that is why she is one of my faves on this show moving on to some other tv news the kardashian episode there's a few things that i want to touch on that came out from this last episode that just aired on last thursday the whole dynamic uh, between Chloe, Tristan, and Penelope, which if you don't watch, that's Courtney's daughter, I was so interested in. So just some background, if you don't know, Chloe and Tristan, they were together. He cheated on her so many times, so many times, but they do have children together. So Chloe kind of has to coexist with him and he's been staying at her house because his house was getting built. He's finally moved out, but I guess him and the kids now are, or I guess really just true, their daughter 
have a closer bond since they live together. So he's been around a lot more lately, which good and bad, you know, good for the kids. I don't know really how it's affecting Chloe. She seems to be cool with it, but I don't, I don't know. She, he has put that girl through the ringer. But the family goes away to Palm Springs for Easter and all the girl, well, most of the girls are there. And Courtney brings Penelope, which is her daughter with Scott. Chloe calls Courtney, we see in a scene, and she says something along the lines of, hey, I'm on the golf court. Can I come pick up Penelope? Or they call her P. Can I come pick up P? But Tristan's with me. And she's like, yeah, that's fine. Courtney then turns to Penelope and is like, hey, like, uh, Coco wants to come pick you up. Is that all right? She's with Tristan though. And Penelope's like, yeah, I'm fine. Which we then later find out, I guess, one morning, this is from what Courtney said in her confessional. One morning, Courtney was driving her to school and I guess something came out about Tristan and Chloe and she just like lost it. She just like snapped and, you know, it, it happens, I guess. And Penelope is a little older. So, she, I mean, she's not like older. She's not 18. She's still a kid. But I guess it, it happened. And they have, those kids have such a such a warped kind of perspective, I feel like, on reality because their life has just been like, glitz and glam forever not to say that they have by all means do they have a bad life do they have necessarily like a hard life i'm sure that they have hardships and i can't you know we can't like sit there and be like oh they have an easy life because they're rich because we know that's not true but they have to know some to an extent i mean penelope's on tiktok with north i'm sure she's seen something or somehow heard something i don't know i i don't think that the only time she'd ever heard anything negative about tristan though is from this moment in the car where Courtney breaks down, driving her to school. Needless to say, I'm curious the dynamic of like Tristan with the other kids. You don't really see him around all the rest of the kids. Um, I mean, there was that one scene on the first season that they were on Hulu where um, the, I forget which kid it was, but they were playing Roblox and they're like, mommy, look. And they go to show Kim and Kim goes to Chloe and Tristan's eyes go wide. Cause he's like, oh God, what do they find out? probably was cheating on her at that scene, you know, right before they filmed. Needless to say, I don't know. We don't well, we don't know what the kids know about what's gone on with Tristan and Chloe. I'm sure that eventually they'll unfortunately find out just because A, they have a whole TV show about their lives that I'm sure they're going to watch one day. And B, they can do a quick Google search and like figure it out. These kids are smart. Like they're not, you know, at the end of the day, they're all somehow related to Kris Jenner, who is like a genius you know, in her own respect. So they're going to find out, they're going to know. So I'm very curious to kind of know that dynamic and see where that evolves to as they grow up. It's, it's, it's crazy as I'm saying this. I'm like, yeah, you know, we've watched them grow up and we really only see what they allow on TV slash TikTok now because, you know, the girls have been posting on TikTok, which I'm obsessed with by, by the way, like they, them, uh, North and Penelope posting on TikTok reminds me of like Kendall and Kylie on Tumblr when we were all growing up. I, I love it. I just think it's so fun there, you know, and Kim's in on it now. Like they just have so much fun with it. And I love, love, love their little TikTok scenario that they have going on. But it is so interesting to like see these moments where maybe on when they were on E, they might've cut it out. But seeing the show on Hulu now, and I think this is the season four, I think they're doing such a better job on Hulu. I think it is so much more open and, you know, they're they feel like more raw and authentic. Um, I, I know I'm sure they have much more control over what they say. They're all producers to some extent on the show. So there's definitely some more pull, push and pull there. But I definitely just love what they're doing as on Hulu. And I'm, I am I love watching. I really do. Like for there was a time where I was kind of like, eh, with the Kardashians. And I go through my phases with them. But 
at the end of the day, they make great. They've been doing this forever. We can't escape them. They are part of our society. They are part of pop culture. That one of the biggest parts of modern day pop culture. So we're never escaping them. So I'm like, let's just embrace it. They're here to stay. They've made their mark, and you know what? Let them do their thing. That being said, <laughs> Kim and Courtney are still on the Cabo trip. I'm sorry, not Cabo. I'm thinking selling something. They're on the Palm Springs trip. And they're talking, Kim's saying how North will go to Kanye's house and be like, dad's house is so much better. Dad has an apartment. Why don't you? And like rag on her, whatever. And I mean, I, I'm not commenting on anyone's parenting skills. I'm not commenting on any of that. The one thing that I could not stop screaming over is when she said that North would say like, oh, when we go to dad's, we cook all of our meals. Why do you have to have a chef? And Kim goes, well, I'm glad you go there and you make ramen. You put noodles into boiling water and eat it. I was screaming. It was so funny. And we don't, we don't often see Kim dig back at Kanye. Not that saying eating ramen is a dig, like whatever, but like she's very, I will say she's very mature about what she says and what she shares. And you know, even with, I mean, especially with the kids, I said it in my last episode, if you don't listen, when I was talking about North's Halloween costume, the way that she's very, she's open to letting them listen to Kanye's music. You know, obviously they go, he, they see him, you know, there's, there's some relationship there. So I do appreciate that she doesn't just like cut them off from him because she's had umpteen reasons to cut them off from him because of just like things he said and things he's done. Again, just for this just for the statement, I'm not a Kanye fan at all whatsoever, but he's part of this family. He's part of whatever. So that was just funny. I, I couldn't not bring it up because I was like, oh, not Kim like coming for Kanye. I feel like finally she's like, she's giving a little edge back. And you know, we love that. Good for you, Kimberly. Uh, and that wraps up kind of TV segment. So moving on, I hate to go from Kim and Kanye to Taylor Swift, but you know, it's fitting, you know, why not tie them all together? So Taylor Swift, I told myself when I was making this outline, I make an outline throughout the week of things that come up and then I kind of like volley back and forth uh, on Monday and Tuesday during the day of like what I actually want to keep in. And I was like, try and do an episode not talking about Taylor. And I got so close. I was literally up until this weekend on Sunday when I woke up and I saw it because I was out Saturday night. So I wasn't on my phone. I didn't see it. I woke up Sunday and I was like, God damn it. I can't not talk about Taylor Swift being out with her girl gang in New York and then going to Simon Huck's birthday party. Hello? So if you didn't see, which I'm sure everyone has, Taylor Swift was out. She They were at um, Bond Sushi. It was Taylor Swift, Brittany Mahomes, Sophie Turner, Gigi Hadid, Cara Delevingne, and Selena Gomez. <sighs> they all were out. They did dinner and then they went next door because there was a party going on and it ended up being Simon Huck. If you don't know who Simon Huck is, all you need to know is he is very close with Kim Kardashian. So that part of it to me, I was like, oh, either Taylor got in because she's Taylor Swift or like there is that. I don't know. I don't I don't know if her if her and Simon are friends. Like, I don't know who got the invite. I'm sure Taylor Swift doesn't need an invite. I feel like she could kind of just like show up and be like, let me in. Like, hello. And especially with this girl gang, like, I'm sorry, who wouldn't want these people at their birthday party? Like. They ended up going to the birthday party. Somebody, they were at like a like a social club. They're definitely getting their membership taken away because there's a video of Taylor dancing in the club, which is a no phone club. So if they find out who that is, your membership's gone because it happened when she was out with Maddie over the summer, Maddie Healy, and somebody took a photo. Somebody's dad took a photo of her and Maddie Healy 
sent it to their daughter. The daughter posted it online. They found out whose father the daughter was, who's, who, they found out, they linked it back to the daughter, found out who her dad was, took his membership away. So these social houses are not playing, and I don't blame them. These are supposed to be like exclusive, member only, like they pay a top dollar to be members there. I don't know, I don't really know if Taylor Swift and these celebrities pay for the clubs. Like, I don't know how that works, but to just tie into the girl group of it all, Taylor Swift, Sophie Turner, Gigi Hadid, and Selena Gomez are all exes of a Jonas brother. Most of Joe, Selena is the only one who dated Nick. Everyone else, Taylor, Sophie, and Gigi all dated Joe. And I can't help but like be like, they they had to have mentioned it. I mean, Sophie's going through a divorce with Joe currently. Like it's literally going on. And she was just seen kissing some other dude last week, which that's a whole other thing that I purposely didn't talk about last episode because I could just go on and on about it and I don't want to. <laughs> but was this like a Jonas Brothers ex-girlfriend group therapy? Like I want, I need, I need to know what was said. I'm like, I'm dying to know because like if it was like one of two of them and I'm not saying their whole dinner was circled around talking about a Jonas Brother. Do not, don't take that the wrong way because I know that they weren't like, this is probably the last thing on any of their minds except for Sophie only because A, the divorce is fresh and B, she has kids with them. So like she was probably the only one who did think of it. But I'm like, they had to have talked about it. They had to have. Gigi Hadid and Joe Jonas did not end really on a good note. They, uh, it was a pretty messy breakup, I believe. Like she cheated, like pretty positive. That's confirmed that she cheated on him. So like, you know, there's just like, you, you can't help but tie in like the Jonas brother of it all. So. I just, you know, I couldn't not, I couldn't not comment on it and bring it up. Just, just, you know, things to think about. Hope they had a blast. Hope they had a good night. But, you know, there's definitely a common thread between all of them. So do with that what you will. On the topic of Miss Taylor Swift, she has done it again for the second time in Billboard history. The Billboard chart is all women. This is, again, the only, the second time in history this has ever happened. The first being Midnight's released week when it was, Taylor Swift taking the top 10. This time she took eight of the 10 spots. Doja Cat and SZA both had uh, one of the songs. The rest were all Taylor Swift from 1989 and Cruel Summer. So she took the number one spot from herself with Is It Over Now? She, she just literally beating herself out. And it's just, it's just, it's cool to be seeing these things, you know, the, the artists aside, seeing the chart twice in a year being dominated by women, give it to me. I love a woman in pop music. Definitely just a really cool, cool little piece of history to kind of go through when I wanted to mention it. Um, also, I did do a ranking of Taylor Swift now has 11 number one songs uh, from Billboard. I did a ranking of them and it's over on our TikTok now. So go check that out. It's just at Two Pop to Handle. And um, I, I think people are going to be a little surprised by, by how I ranked it, but I stand by what I say. And again, I said it in the video, but it's my list, not yours. So that's that on that. And then rounding out just kind of some pop culture stories for the week. I said it last week. I'm going to say it again next week. Dua Lipa is here. Houdini comes out this Friday, November 9th. And I am so excited. The snippet sounds great. She was out today. Um, I saw the funniest tweet. Somebody, her, if you don't know, she's like famously always having her music leaked. It is 
I think everything she ever does just leaks. Don't know how her password must be like Dua Lipa one, two, three. And now she was going around today. She was in the UK with a big banner that said, congratulations, you're the first person to listen to Dua Lipa's new song. So I'm like, at least she's in on the joke. And she's like leaking it herself almost. So she was like walking around. I'm sure there's like a video being filmed for it. She was walking around. She had like a disco ball and a stick. She had people holding the banner and she was playing the song for people through like headphones. Um, dream job. How do I get the dream job to follow Dua Lipa around with a disco ball? Like tell me where to send the application in because I will do it. I will wait on it hand and foot. I will shine the disco ball, whatever she needs. Literally it sucks to see people living your dream. But again, be sure to stream Dua Lipa Houdini this Friday, November 9th. I cannot wait. Oh, I just can't wait. And you will definitely be hearing about my reaction and my thoughts on it way before the episode next Tuesday. I'll talk about it again, or Wednesday rather. I'll talk about it again, I'm sure, next week. But I will definitely be posting some stuff about it this weekend because I, I feel like I'm like bursting at the seams. I'm so excited. And then that brings us to the end of our episode. Um, this actually, I think, is our longest episode yet. Um, so that's fun. You know, we're growing. We're doing our thing. So we're loving that. Um, and as we do every week, we are ending the episode with my yes and my mess of the week. So my yes, just as a whole, I have to give it to Miss Renee Rapp. If you don't know who Renee Rapp is, if you're a friend of mine, you know who she is just because I'm constantly posting about her because I'm obsessed with her. But she was, she had her Broadway debut as Regina George uh, in Mean Girls back in uh, 2020, right before, or 2019, 2020, like right before the pandemic. She was on Broadway, Regina George. She then ended up starring in HBO Max's The Sex Life of College Girls, which fantastic show if you haven't watched it, cannot recommend it enough. It is such a good show one of the funniest shows just so well done mindy kaling uh writes and produces it so if that doesn't sell you on it i don't know what will but she has since um kind of gone on this solo music endeavor and she's actually leaving the show she's going to be on season three of sex live she's going to be like a reoccurring character but she's leaving it after that because her music is taking off and rightfully so she just Ugh, she doesn't miss. She there is nothing like a Broadway star to pop star pipeline, Ariana Grande. Like she just incredible. I saw her last Monday with my friend Jacqueline. We went to see her at Terminal Five, and we actually we saw her together last December. She did like a really small show in Brooklyn, um, and we went to that together. So we went again to this tour, and me and Jacqueline were roommates when Sex Lives College Girls came out. So we watched that together. So we kind of have that like tie together for Renee, and also. Jacqueline, I know you're a YouTube watcher, so I'm going to wave to the camera for you right now. Hello. Love you. Um, and But anyway, Renee Rapp. So she just finished her tour last week, and her sh the show was incredible, mind you. It was her first like actual headlining tour. She did those few shows back last year, like I said, but it wasn't a full tour. Like She literally had like a flag that said Renee Rapp, and she had seven song six songs out, maybe. Um, so this was like her first tour with the full album, and she... Oh my gosh, the, the one thing about the pop girls nowadays, they are putting on a production from day one. Sabrina Carpenter put on a whole show. She put on, like, these girls are going on these tours and they are not holding anything back. And I, I love it. As somebody who, again, just loves live music, loves performance, loves seeing these artists, like, bring their albums to life. Renee Rapp did not hold back. She had a full little, like, a hill she stood on. I don't really know how to explain it, but she just had, like, the sickest visuals. Her vocals were insane. And it was just such a good show. And at her last show she of the tour, she announced that her deluxe version of 
her debut album, Snow Angel, is coming out on November 17th. So that's next Friday. So if you've been like thinking about getting into her or trying to figure out like where to start, definitely start with her EP, which is called Everything to Everyone. Fantastic. Every song on that EP is chef's kiss. And then her album, like I said, if you want to listen to the EP, you can start with the album, but then the deluxe version does come out the week after. Not sure how many songs are being added to it, but I'm sure at least two, three, maybe if we're lucky, four. Needless to say, I'm, it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Her songwriting, her vocals, just everything is just 10 out of 10 for me. And she's my guest for the week. Now, my mess, like I did say earlier, my original mess was Mary Lou from Selling Sunset, but I figured I had a lot to say about her earlier, so I didn't want to diminish it from my Selling Sunset recap. And then, today. I, if you don't know, I live in Manhattan, I work in Manhattan, and I was going to get a coffee on my break, and it just like, I don't know what it was, something just like clicked, and I was like, I gotta talk about this. And if you don't live in a city, you might not understand, or maybe you will, because if you visit a city, or I, I mean, we all, we all walk, which leads me to say, people do not know sidewalk etiquette. And again, I'm a gay man. I speed walk everywhere and I can admit that I walk fast. I can admit that I'm weaving in and out of people. Sure. If I am walking towards you, if I'm walking towards you and you are walking with somebody else the other direction. So I'm walking like south and you're walking north. So opposite directions and you're with another person and you guys are standing side by side. When we get to the point where we meet and you don't go in front or behind them and you just try and like expect me to like squeeze but are you out of your mind do you have no like common sense move oh my god it is like it drives me nuts it don't get me started when people are like holding hands you can't walk around them or like the groups of people like the groups of six where they're literally like linked arms walking down the sidewalk it feels like and you're playing like red rover you can't go over my god i just i i can't have some common sense, move to the side. One-on-one, -on -one, I get it. You're good. If it's one person, one person, no one has to move. There's room for both of us. If you see me coming and you are staring at me dead in the face and you don't move, I, what is wrong with you? Literally, where is going through your head where you think that you're just going to stare at me and walk into me? You're, the ro you're in the wrong. You are in the wrong. You are two people deep on a two-person sidewalk. One of you have got to fold. I don't care which one it is. Someone goes in the front, someone goes in the back. You figure it out. Get out of the way and just be a, a courteous human being. Oh my God, it drives me nuts. I was like walking and I was, it was just literally, I mean, it's, it's every day in Manhattan, trust me. But today I was walking and I was, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to record tonight. And I was just like kind of going through the outline. I was literally like reading my Google doc on my phone as I was walking. And I, this happened and I was like, I literally like delete, I deleted Mary Lou off the mess list and I put sidewalk etiquette cause I cannot deal. And that's the end of our show. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for watching. Like I always say, we are a video podcast as well. So you can find us on YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you give us a thumbs up, leave a comment, hit that subscribe button. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we're available wherever you get your podcasts. If you are listening audio only, give us a five-star rating, follow the show. It really helps. Um, definitely the ratings. Give us a review. Let me know what you're thinking. Follow us on socials. We are at 2Pop2Handle everywhere, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Our YouTube is 2Pop2Handle. Pretty much anywhere you can find us, 
we are there. I've been having so much fun making like little memes and reels and videos. So thank you to everyone who listened, to all the people who followed us, who gave us a rating, whatever. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Bye.